So Romans 10, 17 is, is my start in Scripture. And so then faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And it says you, you're hearing. You've not just heard, you're hearing. And this is what spoke, one of the many things that spoke to me this week was I've been standing on a revelation of God that I got years ago that I used to stand on and speak. And I had power in these, the, all that God has given me and the promises that God has shown me. I would speak these promises out. But recently, I've slacked off on my speaking it, not, not believing it and not knowing it, but speaking it. And I've learned that there's power in what we say. Life and death are in the power of the tongues, Proverbs says. There, there is power in speaking things. And we're going to go on to see that God, when he created things, he spoke it into existence. But so, faith comes by hearing. So, so what is faith? And the best teacher, the, the way I heard it the best was from a teacher. And he said, faith is simply believing what God said. And that, that clicked with me because I always saw faith as it's something hard to get. It's like, what, what is it? And he said, it's just what God said. Believe in what God has said. And that made it simpler for me to say, well, I can build my faith up by reading the Word of God. So faith is in the Word. In Ephesians 2.8, and my teaching normally, I go through a lot of scriptures. I believe the Bible can interpret itself. I think you can get all your answers from the Bible you don't have to read other books about the Bible, which is good. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I enjoy reading books about the Bible and that. But if we, everything we need to know in life is in this. And that's, that's probably my foundational truth is everything I need is in this Bible. And that's my heart in the youth is to give them a foundation of faith and what God has said. And that's, that's what we're going to try to do with the youth. Is because today. The middle school high school age kids. It's nothing. Like the things that they hear. And the temptations they have. Not with. I, I don't know like drugs or anything. But just what the world is saying. Like you need to believe. This is the way society is going. So you need to go this way. You need to accept this people. When the Bible says no that's not right. Yeah we can love these people. But that's, we need to share the truth with them because this is what the Bible says. And that's what we're really wanting to impart into our youth is letting them get the knowledge of the Bible and let them learn what's in here. That way they can go out and speak in faith and have confidence in the Word of God. But Ephesians 2.8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is a gift of God. So faith is... Everything God has said and everything in the Bible is grace. It's all about Jesus. That's my teachings and sermons. It's going to be focusing on the Bible and getting that in your heart. And Jesus, which Jesus is the word. So everything is through him. And everything that we need is through Jesus. Um, you can get promises from God. We have so many promises from God in here that we need to know, we need to meditate on. We have, he tells us to, in Philippians 4, 8, 
Brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are a good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So we need to meditate on the Word of God so that we can build our faith up to speak it. But in Joshua, God tells Joshua, just meditate on my Word and it'll make your way prosperous. So we need to, and Psalms 1, 2, and 3 says the same thing, that if you meditate on the word, you're going to have good success. And, I mean, that's what we want in life. That's what I want. Good, not good success as in a business going good, or, but life. I want peace. I want, I want God's peace, and I want God's joy in my life. And that's what Second uh, Peter says, grace and peace be multiplied in the knowledge of God. So the more that we learn about God, the more that you put your nose in the Bible and read it, the more grace and peace you're going to have. And that's, if you have grace and peace and joy, you can, the trials that we're going to have, we're going to have trials, we're going to have hard times, but in those trials, we can overcome because he has overcome the world. So we can have that joy and peace that he wants us to have by his word. So just really meditating on his word, getting it in us. And that's what our starting point with the youth is going to be. And then my next question is, well, what do we do after we get that knowledge? What do we do after we receive hearing his word and we receive his promises and his how good he is? After you receive it, what do you, what do you need to do? And this was another part that spoke to me this week was we've got to speak it out. We've got to say it in uh, 2 Corinthians 4.13. It says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore we speak. So whatever you believe, you need to speak. We need to speak it out. In the... It, this is how salvation works in Romans 10. But what does it say? The word is near, is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So there's speaking involved in our salvation. We confess, we say that Jesus is our Lord. He's our Savior. And we believe that God raised him from the dead. So the same way that we received our salvation, we can receive other things by speaking, believing it and speaking it. And Jesus said in the Gospels in Mark 11 that, For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever things he says. So there is power in saying things. And a lot of the, I felt like this message could sound like a lot of the faith preachers can give, you can hear one faith preacher that can give them all a bad name and just proclaim it, take it, that type of preaching that we've probably all heard before, and it just gives you a bad taste in your mouth because they might be proclaiming something that's not godly. But that's why we need to meditate on the Word of God. That way when we proclaim something, 
It's what God said. It's not you saying something. It's not me proclaiming this over my life. What I want to do in my life is proclaim what God has said over me because then it's not my words, it's his words about me. Then we can say with confidence that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm righteous thanks to Jesus. And we can say that and have a confidence in ourselves. And this, this, uh, this kind of faith, speaking out what you believe, it's illust- this is the illustration of God's kind of faith. In Hebrews 1, Hebrews 11, I'm sorry, Hebrews 11, verses 1 through 3. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So when God created the universe, there was nothing there. He believed it and he saw it in his heart, you could say. But until he spoke it, it didn't come to be. And that's in Genesis 1. And all of it, before he creates something, it says, Then God said, let there be light. Then God said, let the herbs come up. And then God said, let us make man in our image. God spoke this stuff into existence. So this is, this is God's kind of faith is to speak things. And again, we're not speaking what we ourselves desire or what's in my flesh or of this world, we're speaking what God's speaking. And if you speak what God says, there's nothing, people might condemn you and say you're crazy a lot, but you can stand on the sure word that God is, well, you can, you can call me crazy, but this is what God said about me. And I, don't, I might not feel that way right now, but this is what God says. And we got to learn to stand on his word more than anything. Um, I done said Proverbs 18. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So just the, the power of, our, of words. And when Abraham got the promise from God that he was going to be a father of a multitude, what does he do? He goes out and he changes. God changes his name and he goes out and tells everybody. He said, my name was Abram, high, high father, and God has changed it to a father, father of a multitude. And so he's saying that, look, God has given me a promise, and I'm going to stand on that promise. I'm going to stand so much on that promise that whenever you call my name, you're going to be speaking the promise of God over my life. And I think there's promises today, there's many promises that God has given us that we should speak over ourselves and that we should get other people to speak over us and not speak death over us, but speak what God has said. You're a father of a multitude. Before he, something that was impossible, something that God said, Abraham, you're going to have, you're going to be the father of many. God told Abraham that before anything physically was seen or could be done. Before any of that, God said that, and Abraham believed it, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. He, he believed it. He believed it so much that he said it to people. Um, and I, that, that's how we need to be. And in, in Numbers 13, this is probably one of my 
favorite Old Testament stories. It's about when Moses sends out the, the 12 to go spy out the land. And they go and see all the goodness of it and come back 10 with a bad report and Joshua and Caleb with a good, good report. And first, in, before we go into reading that, in Numbers 14, 24, it says, But my ser servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring into the, into the land where you went, and his descendants shall inherit it. So it says that Caleb had a different spirit in him. And I believe that different spirit is the spirit of faith, which where we believe and therefore we speak. And you can see that in chapter 13. And I'm going to read just a little bit of it. Starting in verse 27. Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey. And, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amicalites dwell in the land in the south. The Hittites, the Jezbazites, all them different ites are in there. So, so all these different groups of people are in there. So they come back and they're like, man, it, it, it was a great land. It had, they say that they were carrying a grapes between two men, a cluster of grapes. They had to carry with two men. They were so big. So this, they're like, this land, it, it does flow with milk and honey. This is our promised land. It, this is great. This is where we want to be. But then they say, well, nevertheless, never, wait, they're big. They're bigger than we are. They're, their armies are stronger than we are. And they, they come out with this report of the, the land that they saw. And then in verse 30, Then Caleb quietened the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. So Caleb's like, Now wait a minute. He said, let's go up and take the land. And as he, he saw the exact same thing that the ten saw. He saw the exact same giants. He saw their armies. He saw how big they were. He saw the exact same thing. But his report was not based on what he saw or what he felt. His report was on what God said. And in Exodus 3a, Exodus 33, 1 and 2, it's, I won't go to them, but it's the promises that God said. And he said it to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He said, I'm going to give you this land. You're going to possess this land. I'm going to go before you to get this land. And there's time and time and time in Exodus Moses. So you know Moses told these people, God is going to go before us. He, it says that he's going to send his angels before us, and they're going to win the battle, and they're going to do it. This is your land that God has given you. So Caleb took that to heart. He took what God said is what's been a challenge to me. What has God said to me that maybe I'm looking at the physical or what other people say instead of what God said. I'm challenging myself to take what God has said about me like Caleb did. Caleb said he knew what God said. It's their land. So he pushed them forward and said, no, we need to go. God has given us this. But, I mean, we know that they didn't. But 
Caleb and Joshua, they, they did it, and they got to enter the promised land. They got to go through the 40 more years, I believe it was, and then they got to pass in, and nobody else got to. I think a certain age down got to, but the adults, they didn't get to go in, but Joshua and Caleb, they got to go in to the promised land because of what they believed and spoke. They didn't give the bad report of what they saw. But this, I mean, that's my, my challenge for, was for me, but I give it to you too, that whatever things you believe, whatever things you read in the Bible, it, this is not just a fairy tale book. It's, it's God's word to us. It's his promises to us. So we need to take them and speak them in this world. I, and especially right now, I, just the times right now, I believe, are a good time to share. People need Jesus. They need the love. They need the joy. They need the peace that he can provide. And the trials, they're, they're coming, and they are here with us today. Everybody's going through them. But we need to, instead of just focusing, and not be, not be, uh, like ignorant of the things that are happening to you now. Don't you don't have to be say that this stuff doesn't exist. But what we need to do is start saying what God has said because that's His faith. He He calls things to be before there's proof of it, like He did with Abraham. Before there was proof of any possibility of having a child, He called him this name, and He believed it. And the last thing, if there's sometimes in our life, in my life, that I don't know what to say. I don't know what scripture I want to stand on. I don't know. I just don't know. And then I heard in Acts 16 where Paul and Silas, they go and cast out the demon in this girl, and the people get mad at them. And so they capture them and they beat them, Paul and Silas, and then they throw them in the inner room of the prison. And like I told the, the first service, I was like, well, sometimes the stories in the Bible we won't think about much. But Paul and Silas, they just got beat with, had stripes on the back and get thrown in. That's, this is not a good day. This is not where you want to be. You're, you're in pain. You hurt. You might be wanting to give up on the Lord and be like, golly, day, this, this serving Jesus stuff, it hurts. It's painful. And you're in the inner part of the prison, dark and just terrible. You could be thinking, when I get out of here, I might quit serving God here. This is, this is not where I want to be. And you have these, you could have these thoughts. You have the choice to have these thoughts. But what Paul and Silas do in verse 25 in chapter 16 is they start to pray and sing songs in this situation, in their pain and in their suffering they pray and they start to sing songs. And then we know that the earthquake comes and it loosens their chains and then the guard's about to kill himself. And Paul's like, no, we're here. And he goes and saves the guard and his family. So when we go through trials with, with learning, meditating on the Word of God, getting it in your heart and speaking it and praising Him, it can get you in the trials that we're going, that we're in and going to be in. You can come out of the trials in triumph instead of going through the trials and getting through the. We all get through trials, but most of my trials that I get through, 
I'm pretty beat up. I, I don't come out of my trials triumphant and joyful and peace all the time. But if, we, if I can focus on this and praise him and give him thanks for all that he's done and know what he said about me, then I can go through the trials and I can come through these trials in triumph, which is what Christians need to do. We need to be different than the world. We, need to, we can experience the same situations as the world, but when they come through the trials in defeat, Christians, we should come through them in triumph. Not that we didn't go through it, not that it wasn't hard, but that we put our faith in God and we can come through them in triumph, in joy and peace and have good success in this world, thanks to his word. So that's my challenge that was for me this week, for sure, was to get, get back to speaking what I believe. And I got definitely, uh, I had my opportunities to do it with my kids, because having kids, uh, this week was rough. <laughs> but instead of cursing my kids, I tried to bless them, <laughs> which can be hard sometimes, but they are a blessing of the Lord. But just to, to speak things and to know what God has said about and the promises that we can come out in our trials and tribulations. We can come out on top because he has overcome the world, so we can. So that's my challenge for us today is just learn what his word says and start speaking it and living it in action. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time. And I pray that the words I spoke touched somebody's heart and they were your words. They were not mine. They came out and they touched their hearts just as they needed to hear it. And we love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.